Thank you so much for checking out the Connect Church podcast. We hope you're encouraged and inspired by this week's sermon. So let's jump right in and check out this week's message. Good morning, church family. Uh, so grateful for you being here. Uh, Pastor Anthony does send, uh, and he, he hates that he cannot be here right now. Um, he is currently recovering from a double ear infection and sinus infection, and he is just... He's had a rough go at it, so be praying for him as he's recovering. And so uh, that means we will be using our, uh, we will be starting our new series, hopefully next week. And so this week, you get the other Kindle brother, all right? Um, and so same black shirt, everything, but but you get the other. Kendall brother. And so this is fun, and I love being here, and I love uh, being a part of the team now and being the student pastor here at Connect Church. I think it's exciting. It's fun. Uh, a couple things uh, I've learned about being back. One, you guys are super proud of your houses, all right? You guys love your houses, and uh, you just jack those prices up, okay? Um, and, uh, and so my family currently lives in Alabama. I got here about 1 o'clock this morning. I'm very tired. And uh, I'm a little cranky, so let's go, okay? Uh, it's going to be a great morning, and, and uh, so love being back. It's great, and uh, that does mean that right now, currently, I stay with my mother, and um, if, you can, if, if that's why you smell a little, little alcohol on my shirt, it's just my mom, you know, that's kind of what her house smells like that, and, and meatballs, and so uh, we are so grateful for you being here, and, and this morning is going to be such a great morning. I, I don't know about you, but um, I have favorite scriptures, and I have favorite stories in the Bible. I, there, there's certain things I just love, and one of those things for me is Psalm 40. Now, I love Psalm 40. I know you guys maybe have your own favorite psalm, but to me, Psalm 40 is my favorite psalm of all time, and I think it's because uh, really, you can see in the Psalms, it's really a window to your life. There's no holding back. There's no sugarcoating in the book of Psalms. It's just, it's just real reality, examining, looking at your life. And Psalm 40 is, is my favorite. I want us to take a look at it this morning. And I think, I think we're going to find some things in here that will encourage our hearts. For some of us, meet us right where we're at. For some of us, kind of meet us right before we're about to step into a trial or a situa uh, situation. I love Psalm 40. And David, I, I love, he's a weird dude, but he's awesome. David would struggle. He would, uh, he, it, it, one moment he's excited, and next moment he's kind of really down in the dumps. And, and you really see the full gamut of emotion that David has. In Psalm 40, the first three verses start out so beautifully. It says this, I, I waited patiently for the Lord, and He inclined to me and heard my cry. Verse 2, He drew me up from the pit of destruction out of the miry bog, and He set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Just David first off is going, you're my salvation. In this psalm, he's saying, I remember. I remember that when, when I was crying out, you heard me. The beauty of the psalms is, and the beauty of Psalm 40 is David goes, you heard me. I think oftentimes we miss that, that he, he hears us. He says, you heard me. He says, you drew me up from the pit of destruction. David's recounting this moment of salvation. 
that out of the miry bog, he was rescued and his feet were put upon a rock. And that God made his steps secure. Oh, he's just saying the praises. He's just declaring the praises of his God who saves. Then, I love this, he, he continues to declare the goodness of the Lord in verse 4. He says, Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust. Who does not turn to the proud, to those who go astray after a lie. You have multiplied, O oh Lord my God, your wondrous deeds and your thoughts towards us. None can compare to you. I will proclaim and tell of them, yet they are more than can be told. David goes on and he's just recounting the beauty of the Lord and how he saved him. And, and how, how the Lord rescued David. And not only that, that he continues he continues to grow and multiply his, multiply his wondrous deeds towards David. And I love this. It, it says this, that your wondrous deeds and your thoughts towards us. David at this point is saying, God, I, I remember how you saved me. I remember how you continue to work for me. God, you, you continue to show me more of yourself. The more and more I trust you, and the more, even when I struggle, God, you still continue to show me more of yourself. I love this psalm. Man, I find myself here so many times where I just look around and go, God, thank you so much for saving me. Where I did not, you know, the miry bog was not something that I accidentally got into. It's what I earned. And you rescued me. And he just continues to declare all these things, all these truths about God. His deeds are, are, are wonderful. Nobody can compare to him. He says, I will proclaim and tell them all the deeds and all the thoughts. He said, yet there are more than can be told. David is one who would understand the matchless beauty and the unending, uh, amazing not having vocabulary to describe the wonder of God. He was just someone who was in awe of who God is and what He's done. Go on in verse 6 and he says, In sacrifices and offering you have not delighted, but you have given me an open ear. Burnt offerings and sin offerings you have not required. David, David begins and continues to share about how awesome God is. How great He is. How powerful He is. And David has learned. David has learned like many of us have learned. That it's not about your sacrifices that pleases the Lord. It's not about your, your church attendance that pleases the Lord. It, it's not about how much money you give that pleases the Lord. It's not about your religious duties that, that please the Lord. David had come to this understanding and it had grown his affection for the Lord all the more. He says, in sacrifices and, and offerings you've not delighted, but you've given me an open ear. You see, back in the day, you see this in Exodus chapter 21. That when a, when a slave wanted to remain in his master's house, maybe he had come on for some time. Maybe he had come on for some time to, to pay a debt. 
um, because because he had he had some debt that was outstanding. So he decided that he would sell his self into service to this master who would allow him to work and pay off that debt. But what happened was is at the completion of this this servant's time, when all of his debts were paid, one thing that that sometimes happened was that the, the, the servant was so cared for, so loved by the master, that oftentimes, even when the debt was over and the debt had been paid, because the master was so good, they would sometimes say, no, listen, I want to give my life to serve you. And so what would happen is, is that a sign of that, a, a sign of that, would the master would take uh, a tool and he would take to the earlobe of the servant and he would pierce the ear of the servant. And what would happen is, is that it would open his ear. And it was this sign to everybody that this man is not my slave because he owes me some debt. He is free, but rather because he loves his master. And because his master loves him, he has dedicated his life forever in wholehearted service to his master. I love this. The master has been so kind and grateful that the servant would gladly obligate himself for life, not out of debt or shame or defeat, but out of love. This was David's heart towards God. And this heart and life were greater than any animal sacrifice. You know what David understood, and one of the things David was declaring to everybody around him, it's not about your sacrifices. God desires more than anything else that your greatest affection would be towards God and God alone. And David's just screaming this. God loves when I love him. God doesn't delight in my sacrifices. God delights when I delight in him. God loves that we love him. He loves when we delight in him. I love this in verse 7. He says, Then I said, Behold, I've come in the scroll of the book. It is written of me. I delight to do your will. Oh my God, your law is written within my heart. David was, David is driving home this point of God, I delight to do your will. It's a joy for me. Now, most of us, if we're, if we're honest, sometimes it's really difficult to do the will of God. We do it, but it's not out of delight. It's out of begrudging obligation. Ah, uh, sure, I guess. If that's what your word desires and that's what your word calls me to do, I guess I'll do it. I'm not happy about it, but I guess I'll do it. David writes, no, no, no. Because of what I know about you, because of all the things I know, I know that one, you saved me, that you rescued me, that the reason my steps are secure are because you've secured them. I know about your wondrous deeds and I've learned about your thoughts. And not only that, your law and your word has been hidden away in my heart. I know you and I know your word. And thus, because what I know about you, 
I delight in you. See, there's a very, there's, for, for most of us who have a struggle delighting in Jesus, for most of us who have a, a struggle with walking with Jesus, most of the time it's because we don't know anything about Jesus. We know Noah's Ark, right? We know the Christmas story. We know we just celebrated Easter, so that one's fresh. But that's where we stop. And we wonder, why haven't I grown? Why why hasn't my love and my affections for Jesus grown? David has shown how that can take place. By being one who is constantly in awe of who God is. One who loves and cherishes His Word. And one who is constantly uh, reminded and constantly thinking on the great things God has done. And when you live in that area, when you live in that space of a gratitude and, and, a, and a desire and a walking with and a reading and a spending time in His Word, the more you know about Him, the more you're going to love Him. And the more your, your affections are going to be stirred for Him. Man, I love Psalm 40. Because... Psalm 40 is oftentimes where I find myself. Because, you see, verses 1 through 8, you see David proclaiming the goodness of God. You see David living out what he's learned about God. Proclaiming his goodness and his provision, his salvation, his wonder, how awesome his word is. You would see that he would even share with everybody in verses 9 through 10, I've told the glad news of deliverance to the great congregation. Behold, I've not restrained my lips as you know, O Lord. I've not hidden your deliverance within my heart. I've spoken of your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your steadfast love and your faithfulness from the great congregation. David was someone who was proclaiming, sharing the gospel, Man, he, he was sharing the good news of what God had done for him. He, he wouldn't shut up about it. He told everybody. He used his platform that he had to make much of his God. Man, and he's, he's just telling everybody. But you know what? You would think that verses 1 through 10 were on the backdrop of David having a good week. You're probably thinking that verses 1 through 10 of Psalm 40 are where David has just come off some sort of triumph or in a long line of peace. David's in a really good spot, and that's why he can be so bold in proclaiming the goodness of his God, the greatness of his mercy and grace, the wonder of his salvation, the beauty of his word. But why I love Psalm 40 is because that's not the backdrop we see. That's not the backdrop we see in Psalm 40. You would think this guy just got back from camp, from church camp right off of VBS. That's how he's feeling. That's what it seems like, right? Everybody's been there. Just get back from camp or VBS. You still got fruit punch on your shirt. And you're like, this is the greatest thing I've ever done in my entire life. Being a Christian is the best. It's great. But where do we find David? 
Where do we find David? We see this in verse 11 through the rest of the chapter. It says this. As for you, O Lord, you will not restrain your mercy from me. Your steadfast love and your faithfulness will ever preserve me. Listen to where he's at. For evils have encompassed me beyond number. My iniquities have overtaken me. And I cannot see. They are more than the hairs of my head. My heart fails me. Be pleased, O Lord, to deliver me. O Lord, make haste to help me. Let those be put to shame and disappointed altogether who seek to snatch away my life. Let those be turned back and brought to dishonor who delight in my hurt. Let those be appalled because of their shame who say to me, Aha, aha. Church, I want to encourage you that David, and I love, I love Psalm 40 because it, it teaches me something that oftentimes I miss. It blows my mind and it blows, I would say, most of our minds to think that in the midst of something like evils have encompassed him beyond uh, number. His iniquities have overtaken him. He cannot see. And his heart fails him. How in the world can someone write those, ver- those first ten verses in light of his current situation and position? Because here's what I want to encourage you in, and this is what I want us, uh, this is what I want to encourage you in, and this is what the Lord has so taught me. Because here's the thing: when life, even as a believer, life is not easy. It's difficult. Christians get cancer. Marriage is still hard. Jobs get lost. It's difficult. Life is hard. But what we see in Psalm 40 is this. That what you know to be true about God can sustain you when when you don't feel God. So what you know to be true about God will sustain you when the situation looks different. When the the situation looks bleak. When the situation is dark. What you know to be true about God will sustain you when what you feel about God is different. And David understood this. That's why in the midst of surrounding darkness... David's able to go, you're good. Why? Because I know you saved me. I don't feel that you saved me, God. I know that you saved me. I know that you picked me up from the miry bog and you put my feet on solid ground. I know that. I know your wondrous deeds. I know them and I've shared them with everybody I've come in contact with. And even though right now, It is so dark and I'm so encompassed by the enemy and it's so dark and I can't even see what is around me because the darkness and my own iniquities are so thick. I still know that you're there. Because why? Because I know your word. I know your character. And I know what you've done for me. And it's in those things 
of what David knows to be true about God that has sustained him and has positioned him in a a, a position to call on the name of the Lord even in the midst of darkness. Because what we know to be true about God will sustain us when we can't feel him. He's not coming off camp. He's not coming off VBS. He's in the middle of some of the strongest, most overwhelming darkness he has ever faced in his life. Praise the living God that our God makes himself knowable. Praise the living God that he can sustain us even when it's hard. And David understood that. David understood that. So when you and I study God's Word, when you and I study and read and, and get into the Bible that you and I say that we love and, 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 uh, and, and it talks about the King that you and I say that we serve, oh, it's beautiful to get into the pages. Don't you dare think for one moment that you're wasting your time tomorrow morning when you get your cup of coffee and you get your Bible and you read and go, I don't understand what Zacharias has anything to do with my life. I don't understand what, man, my reading plan's going through Leviticus right now. I got no idea what that thing is. Leviticus, I don't even think, is that in everyone's Bible? Or did I just get a weird, what is this? Like, I get it. But I want you to know something, that when you and I dedicate ourselves to reading God's Word, what it does is it grows our affections for Him, and as it grows our affections for Him, as the more we read it and we take it in and we hide it in our hearts, when the seasons come where loss and struggle and anxiety and all these things come on us, It's so incredible. And I know that you've seen this too. No joke, you guys have seen this. I love the Bible, it's awesome. You guys have seen this where there's moments where you're in such darkness, but yet the the, the very Spirit of God in you recalls something to memory that you studied and you go, I didn't even, that was in Leviticus. I had no earthly idea. The Lord used, how in the world could he use it? He used it. And the Lord uses the beauty of his word that we've hidden in our hearts that even in the darkest moments, he can recall us to the hope and the grace that we have in Jesus. He is kind. He is kind, he is gentle, and he is loving to his people. And maybe this morning you're here, and you find yourself a little bit like David. Maybe you're here this morning, and you go, listen, I'm in some darkness I did not even mean to get myself into or somebody else has done something to me and it's caused me to be in this place and I I wouldn't want to be here, but it's just where I'm at. Man, it's where I'm at today. I'm struggling. Dominic, I've I've got some sin in my life that I've been been holding on to and it, it wasn't a big deal at first, but now look where it's gotten me. Or they hurt me so bad that I, that I just feel like the shame and the guilt is just clouding me. But I tell you right now, it feels like I'm in such spiritual warfare that the enemy itself has surrounded me. I feel like I can't go anywhere because everywhere I turn, it feels like the enemy is just uh, camped out against me. 
We look at David and we look at Psalm 40 and know this. The Lord has not forgotten you. No darkness around you is so thick and so great that it will ever push out the goodness of Jesus. And if you're here today and you're a believer and you've been in, you're in a tough season, you're in a hard season right now, man, I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you. Do not, do not lose hope. Verse 16 and 17 of Psalm 40 say this, But may all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. This is him. Remember, this is David in the midst of darkness surrounding him. He says, But may all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who love your salvation say continually, Great is the Lord. Even when darkness is around you. Great is the Lord. Even, even when you lose your job, great is the Lord. Even when the diagnosis is not what you were expecting, great is the Lord. David's reminding himself and reminding the people, great is the Lord even when you don't feel it because you know that it's true. As for me, verse 17, I am poor and needy, but the Lord takes thought for me. You are my help and my deliverer. Do not delay, oh my God. Maybe you're here today and you need to, you need to be reminded as a believer that the Lord takes thought of you. His, he is not he has not abandoned you. He has not given up on you. He is near and dear. No matter what the enemy has maybe tried to convince you of, that maybe, maybe he has forgotten you or maybe he's done with you or you've outsinned his grace, don't you dare buy into that lie. He cares for you. His thoughts are being multiplied towards you. His wondrous deeds are being multiplied towards you. You still have breath in your lungs. He has not forgotten about you. He has not given up on you. So don't you dare allow the enemy to speak something into you that the, the Word of God is not, has not already told you is true about Jesus. What we know to be true about God will sustain us when the enemy wants to deceive us, when our own flesh wants to fail us. What we know to be true about God and I'll tell you this, he loves you, he's already crucified anything you think is such a big struggle in your life, and he thinks on you and cares for you. And maybe you're here today and you just needed to be reminded that he's not forgotten, but he still thinks on you. Maybe you're here today and you go, Dominic, listen, I... It's not that I need to be reminded. I've never given my life to Christ in the first place. To be honest, Dominic, if I were to go through some darkness or some rough time, I don't have hope in anything like that. I'm just hoping everything works out. Maybe you're here today and you need to give your life to Christ. Maybe you need to, to uh, surrender your life to Jesus and allow Him to pull you up from the miry bog. And set your feet on the rock and secure your steps. Maybe you're here today and you go, Dominic, listen, I'm just struggling. I've got some darkness in my life. I've got some sin in my life. I've got some things I've been going through in my life. I just need to lay them down. I just need to have a time of confession where I go, God, forgive me for this. Or maybe you go, Dominic, I, man, some people have really done me wrong. And I've got some guilt. I've got some shame. I've got some, some struggles. 
And we, we, wanna, we don't want you just to come in here and then hear a few words and leave. We, we'd love to talk with you. We'd love to help you and pray with you any way that we can. Find one of our volunteers. We'd love to talk with you. I'd love to talk with you. And maybe you need to get on your knees this morning and say, God, forgive me. Or Father, please remind me of who you are. God, remind me that you're near and you're dear. Because I don't feel it. I don't, I don't feel it right now. God, I don't feel warm and fuzzy. I don't, I don't feel happy. I don't feel joyous right now. But God, rem- God, sustain me. God, sustain me with what I know. Sustain me with your truth. It's very kind to do so. Here's what I want us to do. Here's what I want us to do. Right now, right where you're at, let's all bow our heads and close our eyes. Thank you again for checking out our podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you can stay up to date on our services. If you'd like to give to support our ministry, you can do that at our website. That's connectchurchpf.com. Hope you enjoyed and have a great week.